Welcome to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Good morning, this is Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World. It's been a while, and I appreciate your many nice comments since I was last on the air. As you know, we are available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, and Apple. Wow, it's been a busy last 30 days. And what I call my real life, our firm recently changed custodians. What that means is that we moved our clients' accounts to a new custodian. It's a Herculean effort to do so. And many thanks to our friends and clients for your patience and support. We are super excited about our new relationship with Independent Financial Group. Back home, my wife Laurel and I have been busy too, Laurel especially. She recently chaired with our dear friend Dodie Willingham the Salvation Army Style Show and Chic Boutique. What a tremendous success as women from across the county came to support a great cause. In the end, Dodie and Laurel, with their incredible group, raised over $1 million for Houston area activities sponsored by the Salvation Army. Laurel and Dodie had a very hardworking group of women who all get the credit. It reminds me of how great it is to be a Houstonian. We are the most generous city in the world. How do I know that? I see it every day. Last week, Laurel and I went to three fundraisers, one for Sky High Kids. Our dear friends Jessica and Matt Morrison are big supporters, along with their bank, Commerce Bank. That night, the group raised well over $1.5 million to help combat pediatric cancer. I didn't realize it, but the federal government only sponsors 4% of all funding for this terrible disease. It's funny, we seem to have money for everything else, from gender studies to Ukraine, but can't fund things at home to take care of our own children. As I sat there listening to the stories from the parents, tears welled in my eyes to think of such a tremendous loss as the death of a child. The following night, we went back to my old alma mater, Holy Ghost Catholic School in Bel Air, Texas. This school has survived rapid change and is still turning out wonderful students. Laurel and I were very happy to support them as a table underwriter. In fact, it's got me to thinking about today's podcast, Getting Outdoors and Getting Involved. You see, when I went to Holy Ghost, we had two places to play, the field and the quadrangle. The field was where we played football and baseball. My humorous memory about the field was when the sisters decided to recover the field in what they called free dirt. The free dirt came from an excavation program by the city to put in new pipe for our sewer system. If you're from Houston, I'm sure you're already smiling. There's nothing less usable than Houston dirt. It has clay in it, or as the old-timers call it, gumbo. This stuff could be used to pack C4 and protect nuclear weapons. It is non-porous and full of rocks. Needless to say, after the nuns got a few loads of this, quote, free dirt, we spent the next few months at recess picking the rocks out of the dirt. What a mess, and what a memory. The Quadrangle Haber was a totally different ecosystem. It's a one-acre area paved in asphalt with a few trees. And 50 years later, it's still a one-acre area paved with asphalt. The good news is that thanks to the generosity of the Archdiocese and the Church and leadership from the pastor and the chief financial officer of the Archdiocese, my friend Odd Delange, the kids now have a grassy area in the Quadrangle. Well, it's kind of grassy. It's fake grass, but it's grass nonetheless. When I was there back in the Flintstone era, that's where we played stickball, soccer, basketball. One of our favorite games was when everyone took their aluminum foil from their sandwiches and we made a ball to play with it. 
What a wonderful imagination. It's where you ate lunch outside or just sat and visited with friends. It's where the girls practiced their cheerleading skills and where Mrs. Peck taught us about science. In those days, our uniform was khakis and a white shirt. That's it. We apparently didn't believe in diversity in those days or individual expression or that skin color mattered. And remarkably, the girls wore the same plaid jumpers with white shirts. Again, the girls. And everyone knew the difference between a girl and a boy. See, if you were wearing khakis, you were probably a boy, and if you were a jumper, you were probably a girl. It was a wonderful time to be a child. Now, being boys, the fact that we were playing on asphalt never stopped us from doing boy stuff. We ran, dove, slid, much to the terror and horror of our teachers, parents, and the destruction of those khaki pants. You see, when you got a tear in your pants, what did your mom do? She took what's called a hot patch and ironed it back in. What's a hot patch? Well, it's a 4 by 4 inch piece of cloth slash rubber that was attached to the pants by ironing it in. No sewing, no muss, no fuss. The hole was repaired. Today's kids wouldn't believe it. But back then, we all did it. My friends like John Berardi, Matt Brown, Steve Morocco, Ricky Gutierrez, and George De La Fuente had a ball running and sliding and falling. I can't tell you how much Merberman we went through. Merberman, you ask? What is Merberman? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the legal name for Mercurochrome. <laughs> What's Mercurochrome? Great question. Curochrome was a topical antiseptic that was used for, well, everything. If you had a scratch, you put on Mercurochrome. Have a cut, put on Mercurochrome. For those of you that saw my big fat Greek wedding, Greeks used Windex and Catholic moms use Mercurochrome. Wow, Jeb, it sounds like a wonderful elixir for anything that ails you. How can I get some? Oh, did I mention it's banned in most countries? Yeah, because of the high mercury content. Yeah, you heard me right. Also, it stained the skin so doctors couldn't tell whether there was inflammation or an infection. Kids today won't eat candy if it falls on the floor and wear a mask to school, while our parents were lathering us with calamine lotion and painting us with mercurochrome regardless of the medical issue. Times have definitely changed. They say the folks in the Second World War were the greatest generation. Really? Well, we baby boomers had to be a close second because we survived their parenting and medical skills. But I digress. That's what got me thinking, why us? How did we survive asphalt and rock picking and mercurochrome? Because we didn't know any better? No. It's because that's what kids did. It was a choice. Parents wanted us to experience life, wins and losses, victories and disappointments. Everybody didn't get a trophy. It was a different time. Parents want us to experience life and enjoy it. Today, our choice is to try and insulate our kids from anything bad. Anything. Bad words, bad environment, bad people, bad social media. Well, you know what? All that, quote, badness, to quote Judge Smells, makes you tougher. It makes you smarter. It makes you part of a community, not a sterilized bubble boy or girl afraid of your shadow or any harm coming to you. I don't even see many kids riding bikes anymore around the neighborhood. If they are, they're wearing a helmet with knee pads and elbow pads. What the hell? We never wore helmets. We jumped ramps. We had our friends lay down under the ramps and we jumped over them. I can't tell you how many times my toes bled from trying to, quote, stop my bike with my bare feet. We walked on asphalt and rocks to get to the Evergreen Pool in Bel Air, and it was fun. Damn fun. 
However, on a serious note, we do have an epidemic in this country. It's an epidemic we need to get ahead of. It's manifesting itself in creating a society of victims. When I was a kid, we had a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Want to know something? That's still true. To be honest, there is no one that can hurt you with words more than a loved one, period. Whether it's a parent-child relationship, sibling-sibling, or husband-wife. When Lou and I have a, quote, discussion, for lack of a better word, I know it will pass because I love her. She's my best friend. And what comes with that is that sometimes I have to bite my tongue. I have told her more times than I can count. The reason she's the only person that makes me as mad as she does is because I care so much. So I'm not saying don't get angry or use unpleasant language. Heck, I say get it out if you need to. But remember, they're just words, and they will pass. In fact, one of the best things to say is, I love you, over and over again. My son and I, we had dinner last night. We rarely end a text or a dinner without saying I love you. In fact, we never end it without saying I love you. Even short texts like, sleep tight, I love you. And that's the way my mom ended every night, by saying, good night, God bless you, I love you. What a wonderful memory I have of her doing that. Laurel and I always say I love you before we go to sleep. And I believe if we showed as much love to people as we do hate on various media sources, we could turn this world around. It's like the scene in Ghostbusters where they have to reverse the bad vibes in the world by thinking of happy thoughts and the tremendous monster that they bring in, which is none other than the Marshmallow Man. It's really not that hard. And as Laurel says, why is there no GNN? There's a CNN, but there's no GNN, the Good News Network. I think we need a Good News Network, and I'll make my wife the chairman of it. Social media gives people a platform. And by the way, reciting a truth is not being mean. There are many certain inalienable truths. Men are different than women. Women are not men. Men are not women. All men and women are created equal. But all men and women are not given the same looks, hair color, intelligence, athletic skills, or any other characteristics. We are all different. As the patriarch Gus says in my Big Fat Greek Wedding, some of us are apples and some of us are oranges, but in the end, we are all fruit. But you can't make fruit salad without different fruits, otherwise you're just eating oranges or apples, or God forbid grapefruit, which is neither a grape or a fruit in my opinion. So respectfully, let it go. I enjoy social media, probably more than I should, certainly more than my wife would approve. It's a little like shooting ducks on a pond. Some people are equal, they just aren't very smart, but they think they are, and that's where it gets fun, because they confuse passion with intelligence. You can be really passionate about something, but not know much about it. And let me give you an example. I like shooting shotguns. It's a passion. I enjoy it very much. I enjoy everything from sporting clays to quail hunting. But frankly, I'm not very versed in the ins and outs of shotguns. How do I know? Because when I'm shooting, someone will ask, well, what are your barrels? Full choke? Modified skeet? I'm sure my son's laughing at this, because I always grin. I don't have the first damn clue. And since I don't know, to me it doesn't matter. If I can't hit a sporting clay at 40 yards with a shotgun, I'm pretty sure the pattern isn't going to make any difference, at least not to me. Moreover, I'm sure as hell not going to go on Facebook and discuss the merits of full choke versus modified. Or golf balls. Another favorite topic of mine. When I go to the club, I always look at all the different types of Titleist balls they have for sale. I literally have no idea which one is the best one for me. I don't play enough golf to have an opinion. I do play the Titleist soft shell or the soft core or the long ball. 
or who knows? I have two wants in hitting a golf ball. First, I'd like it not to blow up when I hit it. And second, I'd like it to float when it hits the water. But so far, I can't find any floating golf balls that go very far. I do know this. I'm not going to sit around the locker room with a cold beer spousing why hit what ball and all of its attributes. As a friend of mine once said, on most subjects, I'm either agnostic or apathetic, which means basically I don't know and I don't care. You can add me to that number when discussing shotgun chokes and golf ball choices. Grip it and rip it, I say. So where do we go from here? Well, let's start with the golden rule. How about treat others as you would like to be treated? In other words, be nice. Respect a difference of opinion, even if it's 180 degrees from the way you feel about an issue. The purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk has pulled the curtain back on a whole generation of hypocrites, i.e., I am for freedom of speech as long as I agree with it. You will notice while reading the Bill of Rights, there are no asterisks. In other words, freedom of speech means freedom of speech, period. Even if it makes your blood boil, even if it's irrational or stupid or wrong, we are created equal, but we are not given the same talents or intelligence. Let me give you an example, pronouns. What a great example of where we are in today's world. The fact that people feel the need to identify themselves and their pronouns tells me how silly we have become. In the old days, if you saw someone on the street yelling near the courthouse, for the most part, you just walked by them. I really don't have time to argue with someone regarding the exact timing of the end of the world. And if I did, it would be someone for whom I care a great deal and want for them to be happy now and in the next life. So I throw what I call pronoun agitators in with the rest of the crazies. But let's be clear, you have the right to be crazy or say crazy things. You don't have the right to make me agree with you or even any presumption that I should agree with you or that my failure to agree with you somehow hurts you or injures you. Sticks and stones, my friends. When I call a man he, I am correctly identifying that person by the gender granted to them by God and identified biologically. I'm not making a value judgment about them or their pronoun choices. I'm exhibiting the gentility and kindness my mother passed to me. Be respectful, but don't act crazy because others are acting crazy. One of my favorite movies is Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. At the end of the movie, the dad is explaining to the kids that they should be who they want to be. In this case, they both want to be musicians. Will Ferrell wants to be a singer, and John C. Riley wants to be a drummer. The dad explains that they should go for it. He then tells a story about when he was a child, he wanted to be a dinosaur. Puzzled, they both look at him and say, but dad, you can't be a dinosaur. He laments that his father told him the same thing. If you get a chance, get the new bestseller, Johnny the Walrus. It's a great short children's book on handling the confusion, for lack of a better word, in gender identity that even a child can understand or even a liberal. So those are my thoughts. Today from here on 59 South, high above Houston. Later today I'm going to replace those golf clubs I've been talking about. I've been playing with something called steelheads. If you're not familiar with the club, it was basically invented when dinosaurs roamed the earth. I'm afraid old age and lack of ability have caught up with me. My last hurrah, my last effort is to try new equipment to see if I can hit the ball out of my shadow. Summer is upon us. It's starting to get hot here in Houston. And I mean hot, not and dairy hot, but kind of hot. And if it's above 90 degrees, I don't play. Laurel and I have lots of fun travel coming up, thanks to our generous friends and Southwest Airlines. We're off to Colorado this summer for a short respite to see our kids. 
then to Napa Valley to visit with friends and clients, and a short trip to Florida for the same. I hope that each of you will get out and explore this fantastic country of ours. It has so much to offer, and it's so fun. We all live very wonderful lives. Finding the good in this world is relatively easy. It can be found in the generosity of the Sky High Kids supporters I described earlier, the love and care provided by the Holy Ghost School, or even my friends at Incarnate Word Academy, who continue to turn out wonderful, wonderful high school students. Or it could just be a glass of wine with an old friend. If I have a parting word today, it's be nice to yourself and be nice to those around you. A smile and a good word will help us make and keep this country a wonderful place. The Good News Network. It all starts with us. Turn off social media and the talking heads on cable and enjoy time with family and friends. Finally, always remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift from God, which is why we call it the present. My name is Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World.